from a relationship aspect, you grew up seeing someone who was much older as like seeing them as an equal because they're in some ways still your sister. And so that experience like bred familiarity with people who you would eventually go to with the board. Cause like when you're a child, everyone, like every adult's like an adult, right? Yeah. And, you know, and so that's, that's actually so interesting. The following is an interview with Isabella Pivo, or as you could find her on social media at Bella.pivo. Isabella, while only a sophomore, is an incredibly open-minded and gifted individual. She's someone who I feel I uh, had a lot in common with in terms of seeing the world, the way that we value open-mindedness and exploration and welcome differences and opinions that we don't consider to be ones that we personally agree with. Listen to her talk about her startup, Peace of Mind, and our collective thoughts on society and pop culture as a whole. But without further ado, Bella. Oh, I have something, actually. Yeah. I do. This is yeah. something that I have written down in my notes. So I feel like a lot of people... This is... Okay, this is... Okay, bear with me. So I feel like this is something that people punish others for, okay? Yeah. Specifically, sugar babies who are looking for sugar daddies. I think, hear me out, that we need to stop like, like villainizing that type of role, okay? Because here's the thing. If sugar babies can get all of these resources from sugar daddies, and then you befriend the sugar babies... Who's to say that the sugar babies won't let you in on some of those rewards? So wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, say this again. <laughs> oh wait, oh wait, wait. Do you actually want this in? Or oh no, not. I mean, like, I don't oh. really care. You just oh. said something to say outlander, say a hot take, and I was like, this is one of my hot takes okay. that I've been building up for a while. Oh damn. Wait. Okay. So, um, I I I need to listen again because that actually sounded like serious, and I think I actually agree with you. No, no, wait. So okay. wait, so restate your opinion. <laughs> so. I think that we need to stop villainizing sugar babies or okay. women who want to be sugar babies. Okay. Because it shouldn't be, how can we help you? We should ask them, how can you help us? Because if they have access to resources that sugar daddies have, they can do- They can give it to us, right? If you're friends with them, share the rewards, share the wealth. Then isn't that kind of like extended charity, though? It, well, if you're friends with them, is are your friends charity? Fair enough. I mean, I mean, I mean. At the same time, like, I'm not going to be like so giving. Uh, you know, I'm like, not saying give like, away your Louis Vuitton bag. Fair, fair. <laughs> I mean, look. When when it comes to like, I do agree with you. When when it comes to villainizing sugar babies, and I mean, at the end of the day, like, we live in a society, right? I mean, look, like, Gotta they, you know, there was this experiment where they taught monkeys the value of money, and what's the first thing that they used it for? They used it to exchange sex. That was the first thing no. they did. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so like the idea that like we're gonna prevent this, right? Who cares? I'm all for it. I support it. I mean, hell, like this is probably a really hot take, but um I think that I mean, especially some of my friends, like like I've I've had conversations where they're like, Oh, I'm cons- I'm considering OnlyFans. And I say personally, it's like, well, as long as you understand the risks and you're still willing to go along with it. More power to you. So true. Empowerment. Like, I don't think, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I don't look down on it. It's at the end of the day, it's like it's entrepreneurial ability. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> look, maybe I'm just a little bit biased, but I think that's like some of the coolest. I mean, I'm totally cool with everyone using their unfair advantages to succeed, right? I mean, uh, actually, when we were in San Francisco, by the way, pro tip, right? Uh, for any of you at Northeastern University, Go to the semester in San Francisco entrepreneurship program. Good plug there. Um, we were so open-minded. I remember the first time we went there, it was, I don't think it was Michael who was with us, but um, 
myself, I don't know if you know who uh, Erica is and like a few other people. Uh, of course not. Um, we went into a strip club because like, why not? Yes. And we had like no money to our name, but we like sat down and did and uh, all, all these strippers, they spent the whole night like around us because you want to know what we did? We did something that I don't think they, I, we, we gave them something that uh, I think they rarely get in their profession. Um, we gave them, well, we took them seriously as human beings. So we like sat with them. We were talking with them, right? I was like just getting to know them. Like, I mean, quite a few of them in that room. They're paying for their law degrees. For right? real. <clears throat> I was talking this to 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 this uh, uh, one person. She's like thirty something. She like started it like six months ago. She's like, oh, like I, you know, like the money was good, and I really wanted to do this. Like, but then she's telling me about like her kids. She has three kids. One of them's like sixteen years old. His goal is to open up like a food truck of his own. I'm like, oh my god, that's so cool. Like, dude. Um, Quite a night, right? <laughs> I go into a strip club and like she's telling me about her son's dreams. But like Aww. it was really cool. Um, cool. And I mean, I don't think I would have ever had a conversation like that if I hadn't taken them seriously. Yeah. Or like seen them. I mean, it's it's a job, right? Yeah. Everyone's got to do something and to get through. Look, I mean, just, I, you know, I, I just wish that we taught more people the value of like Money and savings and you know f- and, f- yeah. and finance because like look like there's only a few good years really of that but it's good money yeah right? you put that in an investment account put that in your Roth IRA that's re- that's yeah. retirement financial right um in- intelligence or no financial literacy that's yeah. what it is yeah it's not not common they'd rather teach us precalculus they'd rather teach us precalculus you mm-hmm. know what are your thoughts on the education system in America. I got a lot of issues. Really? Uh, well, okay, so <laughs> okay, so here's here's my thing. So I went. So I was in like a Jewish day school growing up. You're Jewish, uh, uh, like technically, like technically, because interesting story. So my mom converted to Judaism. Ooh, that's really hard. Yeah, okay, like wow. be like yeah, like right before her and my dad got married because she was like, well, I'm serious about this guy. I'm that's gonna, a like, really long process. Yeah, I uh, like I know somebody who's working to be converted to. Uh, Judaism. I mean, like they, they all joke. I mean, like like Jewish people joke. You don't want to become Jewish. <laughs> the amount of time it takes and effort. It's a yeah, no, it's a lot because like my uncle's Orthodox Jewish, and like all of the rules they have to follow, and also they have like seven to eight kids. I'm like, how do you? No condom. <laughs> no breath control. <laughs> no, it's it's and it's just like it's just what they do, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's. I, I see them a few times a year, maybe. Um, but it's like I can't even hug my own uncle because it's like against the religion. Really? Yeah, you really? can't. It's something about how like you can't like hug another woman if it unless it's your wife or child or something like that. Even if you're like family. Keep going. Just yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I yeah. So my by so my mom converted to Judaism because they wanted the kid to be Jewish. Yeah. And so me obviously. So I was named um, in like a Jewish <clears throat> temple when I was like. Don't remember. Uh-huh. Months old. Months old. Um, yeah. And so I went to a Jewish day school, and we, but we practiced Hanukkah, Easter, and Passover. Like, we celebrate everything um, because yeah. my mom's side of the family does all of the, like, I guess, traditional Christian holidays, not for religious reasons, but just to celebrate holidays for tradition. I feel. And, like, they're, like, huge family gatherings. Yeah. So I grew up celebrating huge Christmases and Damn. huge Easter's. You got all the holidays. Uh, yeah. The Thanksgiving. Hollow, like, oh, yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. Eight days of Hanukkah and Christmas. That uh-huh. was that was my childhood. Uh-huh. It was uh-huh. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I don't know, lots of food all the time. But then, so then when I moved to California, because that was in Oregon, I 
went to a public school for like third to fifth grade. Had a lot of issues there. Um, Why? What the heck? It was it was just like there was little to no support, and I also feel like the the like uh, the the neighborhood I was in was very clicky, like yeah. from like third grade, you know. Yeah, call them crib babies crib because babies. they were friends since crib, the crib. babies. Yeah, like now, like is this is this something? Okay, so right now we're going into you growing up. Then okay, yeah, okay. So was this like was this, was this like like a like like a Jewish centered like school? Was no, it just a normal? School? Just a regular uh, public school. And where did you grow up? Uh, so a little bit outside of Los Angeles. I see. I see. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Los Angeles people? I'm. You know, I think there is a lot of uniqueness um, over there. Um, I mean, I don't mean to. I mean, look, I've been to quite a few cities, right? Yeah. Um, I feel that that city is, you could say, people are somewhat, uh, uh, I guess not. I guess superficial, narcissistic. Okay. Yeah. Um, not obviously not everyone, but I think if you like compared to the average city within yeah. the U.S. and uh, just always on. I feel. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I have a theory about this. Um, I think it's because when you are around such a hotspot of like culture and Hollywood and like culture, I mean like pop culture and like, yeah. I'm not saying. I mean, it's like, it's, it's media. I mean, yeah. I mean, I completely yeah. get it. Yeah. 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 And so everybody in like every single school, it's a competition to be who can be the best dancer, the best athlete, the best whatever. Cause it's like, if you think about it. So I actually live close to where Kobe crashed. Um, really? Yeah, like those, like that. So his like sports center that he was going to or from, I don't know which, I don't remember which. Um, that was like I think fifteen minutes from where I, really? I live. Yeah. Wow. So like when the whole like bridge and like exit shut down when that happened. So you're around all of these incredible successful people who then also have children, but then you have all of these other kids who just come from a lot of money, who like maybe their parents are successful in whatever fields, but they have access to a lot of money, like the successful parents of like athletes, actors, whatever. So all of these kids are now competing to be like the best. And like the kids who don't have those successful parents and like acting or whatever, they're like competing with those acting kids who are like, well, you're just getting this because of your parents or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like a lot of, I don't know, hot headedness. And I think wanting to be strong egos. Yeah. Like relentless desire to succeed or try to, um, try to match the incredible successes that their parents have had. I can't imagine. Actually, like, <laughs> I'm look, um, this is not, like, in a disrespectful way at all. I'm so glad, like, like my parents are nobodies. Like, as in, like, not famous, not, like, you know, like, like you know, um, as my sister would say, she never wanted to go to a, to a school or college where I was there because she never wanted to be Jalen's sister. Aww. Right, but like that's like a classic trope with like younger siblings. But also, when you're a kid from a successful parent, as great as that is, it's like you're always going to be in your dad or mom's shadow. Yeah, you know, like I mean, hell, uh, I, I just saw uh, like Ted Cruz's daughter. Like she's gotten like really famous lately, oh. and like, um, like she, and uh, like she, she's she's like pretty vocal on TikTok and stuff, right? Just like like I don't agree with my dad. This I'm bisexual. Oh my god, he's bisexual. Oh, I got Ted Cruz's daughter is bisexual. Yeah. Um, but and then recently, like she had like a like a mental health crisis where like uh, like police were called because she like uh, like cut herself. But and uh, the media was like spinning it, and people were saying, "Oh, it's because she's bi and her dad." Oh and, my god! Like she went on TikTok and said, "Like the idea that like people like that journalists are saying this about me, like I'm 14 years old." 
I cannot imagine like living life in the public eye as a child. Yeah. But I'm guessing that you grew up around those people. Yeah. I don't know. Like what I find like actually really interesting. So I modeled at this like really small boutique store mm-hmm. where there's this girl named Jordan Woods. I don't oh, I think I know who Jordan Woods is. Like right? She, I think she was on Dance Moms or something. She was on Dance Mom. Did did she make the a clothing brand too? Well, like, was she a singer? Oh no, they're all jo- singers th- th- and actors. <laughs> okay, no, um, I'm thinking of Jordan Sparks. I'm, I'm Jordan like, Sparks. Okay, wait, Jordan Woods. I have, to, I, Jordan I have Woods. to look her up. Put a face to her name. Like I just remember that she was like she was really popular because she had like one of those dogs, um, the Pomeranian. Yeah. Remember when that dog got really popular? Yeah. In the media, and like she like posed with it. That's what I remember. Just like as a side, the idea that like people buy dog breeds as fucking accessories. Right. Is so disrespectful I, to the dogs. I can't. I can't. Oh, I, Jordan Woods. Okay. What, what was she famous for? She. I think she was on Dance Moms. Is that all? Is that Maybe. the only reason she's famous? I don't know. Um, she was also like a popular model. Are you? Ta- oh, no. Oh my God. Not. Not that. Not no, this one. No, a different Jordan Woods. Oh my that's God. That's the. Everyone's got the same damn name. No, that's um. The Kardashian feud one. Oh, okay. Wrong, wrong Jordan the, Woods. The one who cheated on, uh, was it Tristan? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, Chloe. Remember. It's like, it's spelled J-O-R-D-A-N. Jordan. Okay, regular Jordan. Jordan Woods. Damn. Okay. Blonde, she's blonde. Okay, well. Okay. I know that she's, I know that she's like a public figure. Bl- okay. For some reason. Okay. But like, she was in like the same era of like, she knew Jojo Siwa. Oh, wow. Right. So, like, they were on Dance Moms together or something, but, like, Jordan Woods, not the Kardashian one, um, was also, like, around there. And so I, like, modeled at the same boutique store, and that was so interesting. Because, like, all of the – specifically something else that I forgot to mention is that if they're if the parents aren't successful, they're trying to live through their child. Oh, my God. And it's, like, yeah. it is that – now, that's – Wild. Living vicariously through your children. Yeah, I yeah. had a I had a friend in middle school who she wanted to be a gymnast. Uh, or well, her mom wanted her to be a gymnast, and yeah. she started like hating going to gymnastics. And so I was like, bro, like you should definitely talk to your mom and say this is not something you want to do. And and she was like, oh, like you know, I can't do that. And then started going older and she turned more into like dance and like aerial stuff and then her mom was like the reason you're like not into this is because of bella and like blah 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 blah, blah. and i was like how did i don't Damn, know how blaming I'm... you that's crazy for real that's um, crazy. yeah they're like she's a bad influence on you and i was like are you sure because your daughter's failing classes i'm not um check next wow <laughs> like... um two things to that i used to be a soccer referee Okay. Uh, so I mean, look. I mean, like I, I'm sure I've told you, right? Like you, you see everything I've done on the wall. Yeah. Masur from a personal trainer. Uh, yeah, I was a life. I mean, uh, oh yeah, I'm a lifeguard. I was a um, a soccer referee. Though. Okay. And uh, it was travel. It was like it was pretty high level in high school. Mm. And uh, I could tell you. So there's flights, which is like skill level, and then mm-hmm. age. So for example, <clears throat> a, you know, a flight, which is top level, U nine, under nine game. Um, there was a distinct moment when you met skill level and age. It was no longer about the kids having fun. Yeah. It was about these parents who were living vicariously through their children. I remember I was, I mean, speaking of that uh, A-flight U9 game, there was like this dude, right? And look, I am a short king, but this dude had an extreme sense of Napoleon syndrome. He was <laughs> like a, I mean, like, look, he was refereeing. I mean, he was coaching nine-year-old girls who were his height. Right? I'm sorry, no. I think they were 10. Either way. Right? 
they were his height. This dude was like, he had his freaking like Oakley aviators on. He was like, you know, so big because he was overcompensating, right? With all his fucking muscles. And he's like, Carly, sit down, right? He's like yelling at these girls because they're not playing to the level that he wants them to. I'm just looking, I'm like, they're fucking 10 years old, bro. For real. Like, what are you doing? Like, pretending like it's FIFA and you have, like, money on this game. Right? <laughs> like, like, oh, God. I hated parents and coaches who do that. Because you see the kids, like, miserable. They're not yeah. doing it because they want to. Yeah. They're, they're doing it because, like you said, I mean, trying to live vicariously. Yeah. Like, just like your friend. So, Damn. for her, yeah. And, you know, speaking of coaches who did that, so my tennis coach in high school – I really, I, oh, I could get into him. Into him. him, Coach John, if you're out there, listen, I'm coming for you one day. Um, Coach John. Coach John. <laughs> so, like, who who matched you, though, with Coach John? Was it your parents it was, or was it you? No. It was, so, okay, so, Coach John, this was for my personal tennis coach. I would never do you like that, Smitty. I would never. Smitty. Okay. Smitty. I love Smitty. Okay. Um, she she's really was, like, like, a, like, you know, like a second parent figure, you know? I had like, both my parents at home. Like, there was nothing bad about that. It was just, like, I had a lot of mentors outside of, like, you know, my home. So, like, I had some teachers that I was just very close with yeah, as, like, another parent. And, like, yeah. Smitty was one of those Smitty. who was my personal, like, tennis coach. And she stuck with me for, like, seven years. Love Smitty. Love Smitty. Okay. Um, but Coach John was the school's. The school's coach for the, the girls' team. Okay. And I've been on varsity or was on varsity from, like, you know, freshman year all the way till my senior year. Um, and so we switched coaches, I think, like three different times because that's how bad it was okay it was bad um but this coach coach john who then switched to the boys tennis coach because he got too many complaints um this one time we were all like not warming up the way he wanted to okay and um he goes if you girls would stop eating all that chick-fil-a you'd be able to run faster (laughs) i was like are you yeah no for real chick-fil-a is good um oh don't cancel (laughs) me on that one Uh, you know okay um i'll i'm gonna let you finish but, um, okay. Uh, yay. <laughs> yay off. Uh, <laughs> um, I, th- okay, look, I-, I think that Chick-fil-A, it really is a testament to how incredible your product is when you can be openly like homophobic and people still go and eat your food. I mean, Amazon, I mean, I would play this game. I mean, not, not to keep bouncing companies, but I would like, I, I would just play, play this game with people of what would Amazon have to do for you to stop using prime? Yeah. I mean, and it got to the point where I was like, they could hold a lottery of like one in 100,000 people. They would just like, they would, one of their customers, they would just pick and shoot in the street. <laughs> and I'd, and I, I'd still buy a few packages, right? <laughs> <laughs> like that's a testament to like re- amazing product. Customer loyalty. I mean, that's <laughs> loyalty. You created such immense value right wow so that well i mean the, the question would then come in who's the next amazon um that's more ethically sound the thing is that you know that's the next question for businesses who who's going to be more ethically sound on the current here's places? the thing um if you're if, if you if you have a good business and you're powerful and you can't be stopped well what incentive do you have to be a good person one incentive? Wait. Well, okay. So oh, well, what is the incentive? What is the well, incentive? I mean, look, like, I don't think well, companies are quote unquote good. I think they're just opportunistic. And it just so happens that in our, in our current society, right, being that good, that being being seen as the good guy, right, gets you, you know, switched. gets you points in okay. like points is in dollars. Oh. Yeah. But okay. I know it's like, it's, I don't know. I, I tend to be, I tend to be very stoic about it. Like, I, I, I don't think that. I mean, as, as good as these companies are, like some of them, you know, for example, going net zero and all this, they're not doing it, you know, for the good of 
humanity. They're doing it because they want to increase their bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how can we make better companies? Um, okay, so okay, this is what we do. I think that – so back to what I was saying, like my personal philosophy is I don't think people are necessarily uh, – you know, good or bad. I think they're opportunistic. I agree. Right? Uh, I mean, you can debate that all you want, but the goal that I see is to create a, a system, create a society where everyone is rationally incentivized to be that good person. And I think generally in our world, it is that way. Like, I'm not going to go out in the street and just pick fights with people because <laughs> I'm rationally incentivized not to beat people up. Right, not to shoot people in the street, unless of course self defense. Right, whatever. Okay, right. Um, I think as long as we move towards a society where we do that, um, I, I honestly, as much as I don't really like social media, mm. and I don't like cancel culture, mm -hmm. I do like the accountability aspect. You know, um, like the idea that if a company, like for example, United, when they beat that doctor right up because. Did, I mean, this was years ago. There was this doctor who, like, they, like, so United had overbooked a plane, and they uh, needed to kick people off, and technically, there's some weird laws, but you can actually kick people off, but this doctor was like, no, I have patience, I have to see them, whatever, but he didn't want to move, so then United brought on security, like, beat him, like, beat him till his nose was bloody, and dragged him off the plane, and then, like, and in... Like in like the nineteen like fifties and sixties, right? Without social media, no one would ever hear about that. Right. But because there was like videos, and because it was so quickly posted on Twitter and Instagram, right? Like he he was able to get justice. Yeah. And I enjoy the companies are forced to have that accountability now. Yeah. I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of cancel culture in general, but yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's an example of how our society is being structured structured around being a good person. Yeah, okay, I like that. Yeah, definitely. I did not know about that. Um, but like, yeah, no, like the video stuff, that's for companies, like that's that's crazy. But yeah. also how it like impacts like other people. Yeah. I mean, what what do you think though? Um, cancel culture, I think I it's so like loaded and like okay, here's something I'll tell you. So, as you know, well, as you know, I've told you. So, I am verified on TikTok. Really? Oh, guys, yeah, uh, she's yeah. Um, now, now, can she's I like? Famous. Can I no? She's can famous. I like preface? Um, I got verified in 2018 yeah. before it was musically, and so I got crowned. Which now that's a flex. No, I'm crowned, C crowned because what does that mean? So musically's form of verification was like you got a little crown on your profile. Oh, Hence, Queen Bella was born. No, Queen kidding. Bella. <laughs> um, which, that's that's a whole other inside joke with, like, a lot of other people. But, like, yeah, I was crowned on Musical.ly. Um, and then when it became TikTok, it that, like, crown carried over into a verification. Interesting. Yeah. So, I and so what I did on Musical.ly TikTok was American Sign Language videos. Because okay. my sister, half-sister, is hard of hearing. And wow. she doesn't know sign language. This is really cool. Thank you. Um, wow. So, this is, like, this is, like, pretty much, like, my full story. Because this is pretty much why I got into Northeast. Started, yeah, I'm like pretty yeah. sure. Um, but I taught myself American Sign Language in like sixth grade, started a club in seventh grade, and then my club was like, yo, you got to post to like YouTube yeah, or like yeah. musically. And I was yeah. like, no way, I hate social media. You're not going to get me on there because this is what happened. In 
my seventh grade year, they brought in a public speaker yeah. who was about like social media is bad. Like colleges are going to look at it. Employers are going to look at it and you're going to get canceled. And then you're not going to be able to get hired. Like scared the shit out of me. Okay. Yeah. I was terrified. So yeah. I took it upon myself to delete every single social media that I had uh-huh. in middle school by myself. And I told my parents, I said, I am not getting on social media. This is not happening. Damn. Hold me to this. Like, I don't want to do it. Um, so I then decided only to have TikTok or like yeah. musically and I started posting on there and then I accumulated like followers and stuff and then it kind of just like blew up for a period of like two to three years. Um, and then, and then, um, one of my videos got reposted by a band called what, uh, why don't we yeah. like in, on Twitter yeah. back in like, I think, I don't know. Like, I think my freshman year or, yeah. like, sophomore year of high school. Yeah. Freshman year. I don't know. What well, doesn't matter. But the some people who were, like, on TikTok and stuff started canceling me. Why? Because they were like, you're appropriating deaf culture by, like, signing to songs. Interesting. And I was just like, what the heck? I was like, wait. I was like, I'm making videos because, like, my club is, like, you know, because, like, we're all learning together yeah. and, like, I'm the yeah. president. And yeah. so I'm posting this not to, like – make fun like I have deaf friends which is true like I ended up going to the deaf community in Southern California because it's like relatively big there yeah um, one of the top interpreting programs is at CSUN um, which is like one of the state schools for California mm-hmm. so like I was around a really good like community yeah. to like also yeah. learn from and I was signing with deaf people who also told me hey I love your videos what you're doing is really cool yeah. and I was like thanks all of these like other people who weren't deaf by the way um were saying that i was appropriating their culture um and i was like i'm so sorry like, i'm like that's not what i i'm trying to do that's not what i want to do and so then since then i like pretty much stopped posting oh damn cancel culture one i know and like uh. that's and so like that and like that's like really sad like for me because then uh. i was kind of just like i just like lost my little fire yeah. um for yeah. like posting and stuff um and like I, yeah. I liked the feedback that i got um from people on there at the time but um yeah well, it's really funny how you how it's, you know there's the whole appropriating of of, of culture. Do you know that at, at concerts they have sign language interpreters? Yes, they do, and they, yeah. they're like certified interpreters as well. Yeah, like and yeah. like I've seen some of those videos. Like some people go like off. They're like, oh, I love Amber. Like, yeah, like you yeah. know, like like moving to the beat and signing. I'm like, that's so fucking cool. I, I wanted to be an interpreter for a period of time, um, because I was like learning yeah. all of this stuff, and I was like, this yeah. is so cool. Like I ended up applying to Northeastern because they had a combined like asl program and also yeah. music yeah like slash interpreting yeah and i was like that is what i want to do yeah. um then here we are not and, doing okay. that so it's okay so that's the dark side of, of of cancel culture yeah do you think now that you are i guess more resilient of a person and if you got that same level of hate today would do you think you'd react the same or do you think you'd be able to power through it i think i'd be I, i'd be able to power through it i'm not gonna lie how old were you when they canceled you i was about 13 14 oh, okay. and that's like that's, that's a cr- that's a developmental that's age a, uh, that's a core memory oh, like, it is oh my god it is that's actually it, hard and it, it just like it just like terrifies you and like what was even what was even like worse in my opinion was like i was going to school and people like they didn't know i was canceled like it wasn't like it wasn't a huge like oh my god bella she's she's canceled blah, blah, blah. like all yeah, across yeah, campus yeah. it wasn't like that yeah people knew that i was verified and then I got a lot of traction like a lot and so people started like recognizing me across campus being like oh you're the girl that does sign language and I was like is that all I'm known for now um pretty much being true I ended up being known for the girl that does sign language and my the school took a picture of like my face like of my club doing 
this, which this means like I love you in sign language. Yeah. And this banner was posted in front of like our main parking lot for like three years. Just like big ass face. And I was like, so you're just going to leave my face of my club up there, but then you're not actually going to implement American Sign Language in my high school, which was another thing that I I went to the board of directors and I was like, Damn. did this whole petition thing to get ASL part of the curriculum, blah, blah, wow, blah. Wow, yeah. go-getter. Why <laughs> yeah. do you – now, what, how is it that you were able to do this? Because not many people are like as like driven or as or, – I mean, to do something like that seems like a very confident thing to do. Were you inspired by like your, your parents? Was there like someone in your life? Or was it just you who was like, no, I want to do it? Like, um, Like learning ASL? <clears throat> no, it's just the um, – so Malcolm Gladwell, um, one of my favorite books of all time, Outliers. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> there's this experiment. There was this guy. I think his name was something Terman, and he made like this was a large experiment they did, right? That took like 250,000 children, and he wanted to find like the smartest thousand. These people had like these kids had like massive IQs, like incredibly intelligent, and so he. Like they, he very very famously proclaimed that these pe- these thousand kids are going to be our lawyers. They're going to be, uh, you know, our senators, like successful people. And he followed them essentially for the rest of his life. That was part of his study. And he came to realize that, uh, you know, intelligence is intelligence and success are not correlated. Um, it was a lot more deterministic if someone's success was what side of the tracks they grew up on. Um, huh. right. Uh, you know, why, for, like, why, for example, I mean, it, is it the, the conspiracy that, oh, like the rich, like stay rich. It's not necessarily in just, I mean, obviously like you're around more opportunity, but it's also in the way that, uh, children are raised. Um, you, uh, go to school and if you come from like a lower income and or, you know, like middle-class background, you're told, oh, listen to the teacher do what's asked, do what's told. But if you come from a more, more successful background, um, you know, or from you know more successful family, those they, they 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 teach their kids, you know, see what you can get out of this class. What can you get out of the teacher? Hmm. They teach these kids to look for opportunity, to find it, and to make their, you know to make something within their own image. Yeah. So I ask you because that's something <clears throat> that. I didn't grow up learning. That's something I had to learn to be that person to like, like that self-starter, that go-getter to walk up to the board and say, oh, you should do this. The idea that I would tell adults, right, what to do as a child was so foreign to me for a very long time. So I ask, how do you think that was instilled in you? Interesting. Um, I think... I, I think I was very lucky my parents weren't, like, the kind of parents that were, like, I wanted to do this, therefore you should do this. Like, my mom, I think she knew I was a weirdo. Like, as soon as I came out the womb, um, like, she was, like, she was like when I first made eye contact with you, you were going to be a yeah. free bird. Like, I don't know yeah. what it was, but, like, yeah. I don't know. Um, and my dad has always just been, like, very <clears throat> supportive. Yeah. Um, and, like, I think um, I just grew up being a very, like, inquisitive child mm-hmm. um like with everything around me i was like yeah. what can i do what can i do what yeah. can i do um i think what really pushed me more i think which is this is going to be like this is going to sound super shitty was like spite 
Spite. Yeah. And like, it's this is something that I've been like, like, I've been working on for like a little bit. Um, like, really? we, we officially like went to therapy because I was bullied for majority of my entire life. Yeah. So I like would come home and like my parents obviously were like, we wish we could help you. But like, kids are just dicks. Like, that's what happened, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so yeah. I kind of grew up just like being alone and like, I'm. I'm half an only child, but also half the youngest sibling. Because even though my sisters are 20 years older than me, I grew up being It's a long time. Yeah. It's like essentially, wow. I know. 20 years older. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm like 19 going to be 20 and they are 41 and 40. What type of dynamic is that like? It's It's like, if anything, they're more an aunt than anything, it seems like. Um... Uh, they're really like my sisters. I'm not going to lie. Like they're they, like, they're still your sisters. They are, yeah, they're like they've never really felt any different I think from like a sibling. I don't know like I still like they annoyed the shit out of me. <laughs> 40. Wow. Yeah. Um and so I I think I've grown up just around like an older family. Okay. Um that's, and so that's interesting. So yeah. do you think then that because you grew up around older people actually actually like okay, so going psych. Yes. Having a sibling who's like 20 years older older than you who yeah. is an adult like yeah. i think like what like 30 by the time you, like you were what like 10 yeah or you know at the time that you went to the board of ed you were what 13 they were like 33 mm-hmm. like married with yeah. kids it's like well, what, what i'm thinking is from a relationship aspect you grew up seeing someone who was much older as like seeing them as an equal because they're yeah. in some way still your sister and so that experience like bred familiarity with people who you would eventually go to with the board yeah it's like when you're a child everyone like every adult's like an adult right? yeah and you know and so that's that's actually so interesting like you like we're taught this this relationship based on your circumstance that you know adults are nothing to be scared of they're just they're, they're equal like us yeah so then when it came to you know i guess talking to older people mm-hmm. there was no like animosity. No. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. That's a pretty good analysis, I would say. Because yeah. um, as, I mean, so I'm part Filipino and my mom was always like, I mean, in the Filipino culture, I mean, my co- my cousins, for example, call me Kuya. Mm-hmm. Like everyone who's younger than me. That means older brother, mm-hmm. right? Ate is older sister. It, like my mom was always like, do not ever call someone by their, an adult by their first name. Even if they say, call them, you know, Mr. Smith, Mr. Whatever. And so I was, had this intimidation towards, uh, you know, towards people who, who were older than me. I always saw myself as inferior so I could never question. Right? Yeah. That's interesting. Huh. That but, is interesting. I would say. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, I think. I I was I'm I'm very close with my mom's side of the family. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like I was the youngest for like a really long time. And I just like yeah, I just grew up with like I think my favorite part about my family of uh, my is that like they are adult like children. <laughs> um yeah. like not like not as as like they have like like tantrums or anything, but like it's just they're fun at heart. Like yeah. my mom is 62 um and like she still acts like like she'll like go and like dance on tabletops like and wow. have fun. Wow. Like she's literally like I love that woman. She's great. Um but like my whole mom's side of the family has always just been so playful and like really stressed the importance of being like be young at heart. You know, it's like work hard and play hard, but it's like don't ever forget that like you're supposed to have fun. Damn. Like that and like I think like that mindset really was just like everything should like you know, things are important, but that doesn't mean that you can't make important things fun. Like, I think that's what I took away a lot. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So, um, I want to change the subject. Yeah. And uh, say that 
You have a startup. I, I do. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Um, it's called Peace of Mind, spelled okay. P-I-E-C-E. P-I-E-C-E. Uh, yeah, okay. so instead of, like, peace, it's like, it's like a peace. A peace. Right? Is that the sign language for peace? Well, no, it's not. Match. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Um, I, so, and, and then the ca- the tagline is, find your missing peace. Find but, your missing peace. But then spelled, like, P-E-A-C-E. So, what do you switch. do? It's a, it's currently in development, um, and it's, like, going to, it was originally an app. But I had to pivot because I realized apps like it would just be another app, and I, that was not the core issue I was like trying to get into. Yeah. Um, I needed to target the very specific one. So my issue was planning your personal care is difficult. You know, personal care like what type of care? Like like mental health or like you know taking. We look at our schedules, and I feel like we are like, oh my God, during this block, I have to do like this amount of homework or I have to prep for like this test that's coming up. And we lose track of the time so much so that we feel like we can't take time for ourselves. And the possi- and the, the reality of us going into our schedules and being like, yeah, I'm going to schedule personal care right here. Just not probable, you know? So I wanted to make a web extension that was able to look at your schedule and help you sort your tasks and your calendar like side by side. Mm-hmm. And with an emphasis and priority on your open blocks being meant for journaling, meditating, you know, setting up some type of consistent practice Mm -hmm. that helped you more with like reflection or whatever Uh those goals might be, Uh could be even exercising. But when I came to college and I got tasked with like doing laundry, school, uh, extracurriculars, hanging out with friends, I was like, wait, where can I have the time to actually like chill out and like be by myself because I personally, I call myself a performing introvert. Performing introvert. Yeah. Because I would, I would like rather be inside just like doing a puzzle or like reading a book or just like literally anything inside around, around little to no one than going out being extroverted and like going to parties, talking to people. Like it's just not me. I'll go out and explore. That's fine. But like, don't put me in a group to explore. Like, let me just do one-on-one or by myself. Mm -hmm. I just like being alone a lot. And I couldn't find that when I first came to college. So I created- You couldn't find a way to be alone in college? Is that what you're saying? I couldn't find a way to like be alone without feeling like I had to do something else. Like to be busy, you know? Because I feel like it's like, work culture is like work, 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 especially like when you're in college and especially going to an academically rigorous one and a college that prioritizes getting your career in line. Yeah, It's like everybody, everybody is like, I have to be doing something. And if I'm not doing anything, then I'm not being productive. Yeah. And so I wanted to be like, no, you can be productive by taking care of yourself. And so your idea with this is an app that... Web extension now. Well, what... what, Web extension now. (laughs) Web extension now that um, like basically sorts out a schedule and gives you time to focus on yourself. Yeah. Now, um, have you looked at like competitors? Cause I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've actually seen something like this before an app that like would, uh, organize like your schedule into like blocks and then give you like motion reclaim. Dot, is it what motion Occuflow reclaim.ai? I don't know the <laughs> names of them, but yeah. Um, those what, ones, what makes you different? Yeah. So what yeah. I found with all of these, competitors is that they're prioritizing professionalism and like being productive you know they're like let's be productive like so you can get more work done like whatever like let's say i know that motion claims to like shorten your like time by so that you can fit more things to do in that's not my goal i'm not trying to like make you be more professional or make you feel like this is supposed to be like for work and for your career this is specifically like you scheduling you 
you know, it's supposed to be very personal to yeah. your mental health, like your personal desires and goals instead of being like, oh my God, work, 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 work. Because it's just for me, for especially for somebody who isn't sure exactly what they want to do in life. And I hear all of these people who have these like very detailed plans. Cause like, let me take a step back. I had a plan for my first co-op and I was going to take my startup from Husky Startup Challenge, which shout out to Entrepreneurs Club. I definitely should do it. Let me know. Shout out um, Entrepreneurship Club. <laughs> uh, $10,000, you can win. It could be you. Um, I was one of the finalists last semester, yeah. and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this, and then I'm going to develop it like an even more built-out wireframe, which was an app at the time, and then I'm going to take it through another club on campus as yeah. a client, and yeah. then I'm going to develop it from there, and then from there, I'm going to go onto the Cur- Sherman Center Co-op. None of that happened. Okay, like none of that happened and now I'm working at a VC and I would not change and I I wouldn't change it for the world. And the reason is because if I did that exact path that I wanted to do with it would have been an app and the app would have failed. There were so many loopholes that like I was just like overlooking because I was just like way too confident. And so I needed to slow down. So for somebody who doesn't necessarily have like that detailed like plan of like life like that doesn't mean that I don't know where I want to go. I do know where I want to go, but it's like, I just don't have the exact framework to get there because that is so fluid, you know? And it's like, I'm really about how can you feel good about where you're at currently? Because that's all you can really focus on. So so like what it sounds like then is while you may have a similar product, there's a different end goal in mind. So while other companies, their goal is how can you do more? Yours, like the purpose of yours is to be enough. Yeah. Interesting. I like that. Thank you for summarizing like that. I like that one. Just to be enough. You can exist. You don't have to have everything done. You don't need to do everything right now. But like you can realize that up until this point of you taking a break has been enough. It's sufficient. And you can That's an an interesting philosophy um, because I think that – I mean as a comparison, um, like I once heard someone give an analogy of European life versus American life. Yeah. In Europe – you can uh, – actually, no, no. In, um, in America, you can fly high. You can fall hard. In Europe, you, you know, like you fly business class on, on an A320 to your destination, <laughs> which like essentially is like in America, like there's just so much more opportunity here. There's so much more area, you know, to, you know, to grind, to like, you know, hit get that American dream. How likely is that? Uh, whatever. But in Europe, it's like we're just coasting. Yeah. Yeah. And um yeah, I um I think that finally now uh for people our age, it's no longer about money, it's no longer really about about you know like financial wealth and success. There's always going to be that group of people. Yeah. But now it's about well, how can I feel fulfilled at my job? Yeah. You see like the four day work week yeah. is starting to become more popular. People are prioritizing their mental health and living life. Yeah. And yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, and 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 I think if you choose to target that um, like macro trend, yeah, I think there's there could be a lot of opportunity in this. Thank you. Yeah, that's exactly what I saw, and my I think my it, this is probably one of my favorite stories to tell because I created this idea. It was a shower thought. Like I came up with the idea in the shower. Yeah. Shower uh. Uh, <laughs> and my favorite story, um, something that I've I've 
I ran into here is that a lot of people aren't 420 friendly. Um, here? Yeah. In mass? Yeah. Like your friends or what? Well, like, like some like friends or just like people that I meet, they're like, oh, like I have my own theories about like if weed makes you anxious. That's my whole other theory. But then we'll get into that in, like later at a different point. Take too much. It'll definitely make you anxious. It'll definitely make you anxious. And, I have a th- and uh, my theory a little bit about weed is that whatever feelings come up when you're high is supposed to be a, a something that you reflect on and you're supposed to like look at. Like if you're getting anxious, ask yourself why. What is making you anxious? Yeah. Like, look at that a little bit more. Yeah. What um, could it be? I, but, like, I'm, I, I'm a big fan of articulating your feelings. Yeah. Um, Dude, yes. Because, you know, I mean, for example, like, ask yourself why to the fifth degree. Yeah. yeah. You, you can really start to unpack this <laughs> and be like, oh, damn. <laughs> you didn't um, realize that. I, um, one of my f- uh, favorite quotes is that, uh, you know, fear is just, like, it's just suppressed excitement. That I, ooh, I like that. And, like, you know, finding out how and why that is, right? Um, yeah, no, I'm big fan of that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So when I came here and, like, people were, like, against weed, I was like, let me tell you my story with it. Like, okay. I came up with my title, piece of my – originally it was called Mind Now. The fuck does that mean? I don't know. Um, <laughs> like mine now. Um, and peace of mind came to me when I was high and doing a puzzle. Uh, and I literally was like, puzzle, peace, puzzle, peace, peace, mind, mind, meditation, peace of mind. And like, dude, it like it just like came, yeah. it just like came to me, just floated. And I was like, oh my god, like this, this is it. Um, that's how I came up with it. And I, and I, when I told people, I was like, yeah, I was high when I came up with it. They're like, no way. I was like, you can be productive. I was like, you have to learn how to use this stuff. To your benefit. Uh, I don't like necessarily smoke, but these are actually infused. Uh, like, <laughs> infused weed drinks. Yeah, you even had one. I oh, I, I'm from California, of course, oh, of course I've had, had them. them. No, of course you've had not them. not this brand, but like yeah. Um, I love these because I I completely agree with you. I've had some of my most amazing. Oh, if you want, you, no, it's you okay. can't. No, no it's, I, I won't take your stash. It's okay. Oh, it's that's fine. just cool. No, it's all good. <laughs> I mean, part of me kind of wants wants to take it now, but then another part of me is like, should I? Right now, you definitely should. We should. Here, Oh no, shit, dude. Yes, Sp- okay, you I'm should get. On. You should get sponsored by this. Let's crack them open. Yeah. Um, it's like it's only like five. That's fine. How does this? So like mass is super. Like how is what? How what is this thing? What do you mean? What is this thing? Like like how do you? Oh, oh there we go. Got it. Security. My guess is like mass is just super puritan, and that's why they have like all these labels. Loki hits kind of like instantly. instantly oh yeah, no, like I know. pretty fast. It absorbs into your bloodstream a lot faster <clears throat> this way. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much. So some of my some of oh it is really good. Some of my best. Um, like epiphanies actually have come when I'm high. I'm telling right? you. I think it's, it's, it's I mean, I, I have it because it's, it's a creative tool. Yes. It makes you look at the world in completely different ways. And as long as you don't take too much where well, you get anxious, right? Having just enough. And that's why I prefer the, these because I have a very low tolerance. There's like, just like nothing in here. Like, it's like, five, like I think, I think five, like five or 10. You may feel nothing drinking this. Um, that's not true. I mean, every, every kind of like variation of weed. Yeah does hit differently. Yeah. But that being grams. said, I really like it because it's just enough where like I'm not anxious. I mean, these drinks are made for like 50-year-old white women, right? It's okay. It's all good, right? I I mean, I mean, that's my tolerance level, so, you know. 
I um okay, so there is another like drink that's like this, but it's a hundred milligrams and it's strawberry lemonade. Oh yeah, um, those th- are crazy. I took some before I went to Six Flags. That was I was really and I was riding high. That sounds coasters. really scary. I'm not gonna lie, being high what? at Six Flags. I, mean, I, I love know. it. I love it. Are you kidding me, dude? I want to go to any amusement park while high. Just so good. <sighs> Everything so good. is just better high. That it agreed. Movies, agreed. Music. Everything. Everything. Drawing, passions, hiking, um, anything. I could, Sexy I could, time. I could. Amazing. It's so true. Oh my God. So true. Um, actually, that's how I was kind of first introduced to weed, actually. Through, really, through sex. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was like the guy that I was dating um, Makes sense. smoked a lot. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm scared. Because yeah, like, it was in, it was like high school. And my high school, I could talk about this. This is why, This now keep in mind. Middle to high school, I went into – I was in a private school. And so they did drug tests on us. Yeah. And so I was always so nervous that I was going to get I, – I, I was always a goody two-shoes, so I was never one of the ones they would suspect. To, I never got drug tested at that school, ever. Um, but I was so nervous that they were going to drug test me that I just, like, didn't want to, like, fuck with any drugs or anything. Yeah. Um, and so it was, like, spring break, and he was, like – he was, like, no, like, you should try, like, an edible. And I was, like – Ah, like, okay, like, fine. And so I did. Um, and then I was like, oh, my God, like, this is life-changing. Um, and then obviously, like, we're dating. So, like, that's, yeah. you know, then it went yeah, there. Yeah, I see. So that's that's how that happened. Um, and then kind of, I guess, ever since then, um, I don't know. I like weed. I see. Yeah. Big weed fan. Big weed fan. Have you been to Hempfest? Of course I've been to Hempfest. I've been to every, every year that I've been every in Boston, I've been to Hempfest. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I'm not as strong of a, a weed user. But I am for legalization. I'm pro. Mm-hmm. I'm pro. Um, yeah. Um, what, what are some thoughts that I've had while high? I mean, a lot of times it'll just be like, it'll just me be realizing that my mindset I've had is like, it's an incredibly like closed-minded one. Mm. And I can finally like step out of the box and be like, like for example, with running, um, you know, Experiential Clothing Co. I forget what it was, but I had a very particular... Um, like a particular way of carrying it, carrying out a certain aspect of it. And I wish I could be, I remembered so I could be more specific, but it was after getting high that I sit back and be like, wait, why did I just do things like that? <laughs> you know, like it just, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Um, Alex Ramosi is like a huge, um, like a uh, business guy I follow. And he has this quote. It's uh, we question the beliefs, uh, no, we question the beliefs that we uh, think are true, except for the ones that we truly believe, and those we never question. That's true. Like think of like every like every belief you have, and th- think of the ones you question. But think of the things. Well, you can't. But think of everything in your life that like you wouldn't even think to question because it's so obvious in your mind. Only to realize that. I mean, like only after you step out of that frame, out out of that mindset, do you realize. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be that way, but for some reason in your life, you it's led you to think that, like you you let yourself to believe that that's the way it is. Yeah, I agree. I'm trying to think of, like I I think going back to like the whole spite stuff, I always felt like I had to like do something to prove a point, like to almost like prove people wrong. I lived off of that for a while, um, and like I think. I, like, applied to Northeastern because it was, like, an up-and-coming, like, top 50 school. And, like, one of, like, the guys that, like, just made my life a living hell in, in middle and high school, he was, like, going to go to Georgetown. And I was, like, well, I'm going to get into a better school than you. <laughs> um, and I was, like, boom. Um, and so, and, like, I 
like, yeah, it was... This is amazing what the power of Spite can do. Because I feel... All Taylor Swift does. Maybe not, like, quite as strong in terms of, like, feeling a need to prove myself to others, but um, I don't like to be wrong. So true. And, I mean, here's the thing. I can admit when I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. but, like, if I truly believe something, in my uh, my mind, I've thought of it. I've thought all all the (laughs) angles, and... um, This is the way. This is the way. I got it. I won't be, right? I don't like losing. Oh, yeah. Like, but the thing is, I don't like losing competitions I set for myself. There's some things that I just, I know I can't win, right? I I, I don't think I could ever win against LeBron James in a (laughs) one-on-one. You know, not to doubt myself and my lack of self-confidence, but I'm just going to, he has that one. (laughs) Right? But (laughs) other things, it's like, nah, let's play. Yeah, and I'm not, and I'm not going to lose. Okay, yeah. Do you have anything like in mind that you've done that you feel like you've been reminded of that? I think it's okay. Um, this isn't a game. This is a little more abstract, but I love doing things that scare me. Mm-hmm. Right? I like. I mean, whether it's like saying what's like on my mind because everyone else is thinking it, but they're too scared to say it. Right? I are mean, you supposed to filter that? I thought we oh, you're supposed to filter that. You, oh, oh, didn't oh, know that one. Are we? Okay. I mean. Let's see. Um, saying the things that like everyone is thinking, it could be like in a boardroom and in a meeting, and everyone believes like this thing to be un- like to be untrue, or they have this huge disagreement. But everyone's in it. But you know, but everyone acts like they're in agreement. I'll say no. <laughs> like I, 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 I don't agree with this because what? Because this or that. I'll say the controversial things because I don't know, like. I just like not for the sake of it, but. You know, whether it's to move the conversation forward or, like, to say something, like, I truly believe. Like, I will say that. Um, it could be, you know, uh, wanting to go surfing. You know? It could be wanting to surf, like, a big wave. It could be, I mean, how starting a company, right? Yeah. Because I, 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 I just wanted to fight that fear. And I don't know. It's, a, it's really weird. And I think, like, the, and I think the highness in me is trying to get to me and what and. <laughs> How I'm thinking about this right now, but uh, yeah, the game of like doing shit that scares me. I love to take that as far as I possibly can, not mm. to the point it maims me or hurts me, but for the greater good, like for the betterment of me. Just so you just push your bounds a little bit more. Yeah, things, hmm, things that scare you. I'm trying to. I I, I guess I did this recently because I like that idea, and I would say that I do. I think my, my dad's always called me very fearless. Um, and in mm. my mind, I'm like, these are just no brainers. What are you talking yeah. about? Um, and I think one of the most recent things that I did that got me out of my comfort zone is like going to parties more. Yeah. Um, like I'm just not like yeah. a kind of party person. Um, like I prefer weed over drinking. Um, yeah. Just like safer. Um, and like doesn't make me want to throw yeah. up. Uh, like you know. Yeah. And so I I guess like doing that more and. Actually, I took this. I took this really far. Like m- dancing, I I love. I'm not a professional dancer. I never was on a dance team. I took like maybe tap lessons when I was like five or six. Um, that's it. But I love dancing, and I don't do it a lot because yeah. nobody really likes dancing these days. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. Um, but at these parties, I I have like a really good friend. Um, and like his his name's Johnny, and him and I just dance together, and it's great. Like, yeah. and I, like, that's something that I was always, like, afraid to do because I thought that people yeah. were going to be like, oh, my God, looking at me. But, no, it's fun. Yeah. And, like, he's, like, he's somebody that I trust to, like, not be gross. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, because, yeah. like, guys get gross. Um, And so. Hot take. It's, hot take? No, hot take? Guys are gross that's, when dancing. Dad, um, it's, if, it's, like, if they can't dance 
Or if they do dance, the dancing is like grinding. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not what I want to be doing. Fair. Um, Fair. So yeah, I think that's like something I've been doing recently that. Yeah. You know, you, you, know. you, you talked about the uh, social aspect and um, <laughs> actually, yeah, that's actually a big place. I, 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 you know, I've like fought to overcome fear. I, up until I was, up until Northeastern, I was incredibly socially anxious. I was very scared of people. I couldn't make conversation. Um, and I, I used to think that, oh, like, you know, I, like, had, like, some genetic stutter. No, it was from immensely low self-confidence. You can actually get a stutter from immensely low self-confidence. And once I got into Northeastern, I'm like, I was like, fuck this. Like, I am not going to, I am, I am not going to be this the rest of my life. And, and I was like, you know, what? I'm going to throw my pride aside. And that meant, like, you know, picking up, you know, books to read. Like, you know, Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Oh, yeah. And, like, you know, like, literally Googling on YouTube how to make conversation, how to be funny, whatever. Flash forward to when I come to college and all of a sudden, you know, when everyone's incredibly nervous, you know, when, you know, during, um, you know, the icebreakers and stuff, I put myself out there. I was just a little bit more confident. We just literally put my phone down and make eye contact and start conversations with people in the elevator. And, you know, that relationship of seeing like, uh, you know, me working on myself and then instant reward. Right. Because I, I only started that whole working on myself. I think when high school ended, which was around June mm -hmm. and then coming into it in September, then seeing like the fruits of my labor realized so quickly, so true. like incredibly core memory. Yeah. And foundation for like who I am now. And yeah. So like, like, yeah, like, I mean, sometimes it's like for some, the smallest actions can be someone else's greatest victories. That's so true. And like, li and like literally like walking up to a group of people who you don't know at a party and saying, Hey, right. That can be one of the hardest things in the world to some people. Yeah. And it, I'm not going to pretend that like it escapes me, but it's because of that that, like, you know, I'm like, you know what? No, I want to, like, force myself to put myself out there. I want to experience, you know, I want to, I want to experience my fear head on, right? And that's led to me, you know, like, give presentations, you know, like, now to go in front of a whole group of people. I mean, to put myself on social media now and give yeah. my own thoughts and be vulnerable, yeah. right? It's, yeah, it's like, yeah. It's low-key addicting. I think, I think, I've, I think I've just... Gaslit myself into enjoying fighting fears. You know? <laughs> Interesting. You want to know, <clears throat> I think mine, <clears throat> I, I, well, personally, so do you know about like, like vibrations of emotions? Vibrations is? Of like emotions. Um, no. No? Okay. So it's like, basically it's like, there's like different, like, like levels of like vibration. And so that's why if somebody's in like a really bad mood, you can pretty much like feel it. You know, kind of. It's like if someone's like interesting. If, like you know how someone's like if you were to ask me and be like, "Oh my god, how are you?" and I was like, "I'm fine." And like, but like the way that I'm like giving it off. So like is vibration like, is like degree of emotion. Um, not like the degree of emotion that like you're like saying, but it like literally how you're just carrying and presenting yourself, like the energy that you are bringing into a situation. Okay. Right. Yeah. So it's like yeah. if somebody's lying about how they're feeling and they're not feeling good, you can tell. You can tell. Right. Yeah. And it's because like lower vibrations, as in like more negative emotions tend to like vibrate very like heavily around people. And like, that's why you can like pick it up sometimes. Like that's why we might have like a gut feeling that like being around somewhere isn't like good. Cause like, 
literally like the vibration could be like lower and we're like feeling it. And then an opposite way, you know how somebody like walks into a room and they just light up the room and like yeah. the whole energy is like shifts. Yeah. It's yeah. because they're so like their energy and their vibe is so high, quote unquote, like not actually high, but just like happy and enjoying their presence that like they just like want to admit that and bring that and people feel that. So I like strongly believe that whatever emotion you are emitting is going to be similar experiences that like you receive back because it's kind of how like you're interpreting them. You know, we've talked a little bit about this. So I try to live my life very much. I don't, I don't use the word like fear, but I try to have as much fun as possible. Have as much fun as possible. And like, and a lot of people may think, Oh my God. So you're just doing things that are easy. No, it's not, it's not doing things that are easy. It's about being like, you know what? This situation, this place that I'm at, I'm just going to have fun. And as soon as like my body feels like this isn't good for me anymore, then I'm going to let go. And it's also like I feel like a thing about attachment to things because it's like the more you are attached to something, especially the outcome of that thing, the more you're wrapped up into it and like emotionally can affect you. Yeah. And so I try very hard to not be super attached to things people, places, or things like that anymore. I'm a very sentimental person, okay? Wait, 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 what do you mean don't be attached to people? Like, um, can you go into that more? Oh, so like being attached to people as in like nothing's personal. Oh, like, okay. you know, as in like if someone – like I – I like I live with you know I'm, I'm really close with my roommate and I can pick up on her vibes like extremely well, um, but yeah. like if her her vibe is off, I used to think that it was like I did something wrong. I'm like oh my god this is my fault. Yeah. But now I'm just like no nothing like nothing's personal. If like if there's a problem then like it's gonna be brought up. Yeah. You know like if it's it's very important yeah. they're gonna bring it up. Yeah. And I feel like that has caused me to like free my mind <laughs> a lot more of useless things um you know yeah. i don't i don't need to be thinking about oh my god why is this person acting like this or like why did this happen like this it's just to be like you know what do you know uh, hands off do you know do you know what stoicism is i do yeah yeah that sounds like a very stoic philosophy pretty much i equally the same way um you know focus on what you can change right mm-hmm. except what you cannot because yeah to have that emotional attachment to things that you cannot change imposes a burden on you that can become insurmountable. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I, look, I'm part Filipino, I'm part Haitian. I am, I come from a lineage that is poor squared, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I've been to the Philippines and I've seen, like, my cousins who live on 50 bucks a month. I, yeah. I've seen that and, you know, I, I give when I can, whenever I can, but at the same time, it's like, I, to assume that burden of, yeah. like, you know, I guess you could potentially make the lineage hundreds of people. I can't because then it would break me. So, you know, I accept what I, uh, you know, cannot change, you know, but I work on what can. Yeah. I'll donate, you know, like whatever clothes I have, whatever money I have, you know, but just like, you know, like just accept things. And I mean, equally so with you when you talk about like, oh, when someone's acting like this or acting like that, I'm very much, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't take it personally. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of times it really isn't you. It really isn't you. Sometimes, and some people do take it personally. And it's like, well, I can't change you, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. I'm a, I'm a very sensitive person. It's like, that's like one of the hardest lessons to like get over. I always, I, I'm just always like analyzing myself, my actions, like yeah. what happened, what could have happened. It's, it's exhausting. It is. It's exhausting like it to constantly do that. And so that's why I've just been like, you know what? How can I have as much fun as possible? 
you know? And I think that also, like, allows you to open up to more opportunities because the more that you're enjoying yourself, the more that you are going to be open-minded to, like, whatever's happening. Because I feel like when you're in a shit mood, like, you're like, fuck this. Like, you know, you're very closed-minded. But, like, when you're just enjoying it and you're looking to seek more enjoyment, then you're going to find more opportunities. Yeah. Um, What I like to say is, for the love of the game. Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, why do it for for, for the love of the game? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm looking, and we're at just over an hour. Okay. Um, I think this this typically this is typically typically excuse me where we start to wrap things up. Do you have any mm-hmm. final thoughts or anything you'd like to say? Um, please don't cancel me. Um. <laughs> no, everyone, please cancel her. She needs it. She needs the reps. Get those reps uh. in. Um, the more you're canceled, the more you realize that, you, that uh, they can't hurt you, and uh, oh. they don't want us to win. They don't want to see us win. Okay. Okay, that's true. Um, please cancel that. her. Her at is at Bella Pivo, Bella dot Pivo. Thank you. Um, yeah. On TikTok and Instagram. Please send her really hate. Her <laughs> <laughs> really, just kick me in my ass right now. Um, <laughs> no, don't send her hate comments. I mean, if you have nothing better to do and you know you're sad and sorry. I guess, but like, maybe you should like go see a therapist. I don't know. Right. Read I'll a book. Take, write take, a journal. Re- read a book. <laughs> um, you know? Oh, um, I don't know. Like, The Art of Happiness by the Dalai Lama. How to Win Friends and Influence People could help. Yeah. You. I mean, I-, I just said The Art of Happiness because they're probably not happy if they're making hateful comments towards you. And if they're making hateful comments, they probably have no friends. Yeah. True. Yeah. You need both those books. Real. Real. 